since the sandbox fans, we are here live on Instagram, holding down the solo episode while Twani boys at home resting. Penn State got the best of him, and so did Michigan. But we're excited to bring you guys our NFL Week 11 fantasy football rankings as every single game from here on out is extremely crucial to getting into the fantasy playoffs. Before we get into the fantasy rankings, I want to just recognize a couple people donating some cans. We also have our Can Drive event this Saturday at the Orient Heights Yacht Club from 7 to 12, so please come by. The entry fee is a can or $5 at the door. But special shout-outs to Jess McNeil, Lou Arinello, and Morgan Cunningham. Cunningham sorry, Morgan. Stephanie King, Lisa Tortorisi, and Stacy Garino. We had Nana Toro also make a donation and plenty more coming in this weekend. So really excited to gather all of those canned goods, go over to the soup kitchen next week before Thanksgiving occurs, and really just help make an impact inside our community. So with the Week 11 Fantasy Rankings, need you guys to understand a couple of rules before we get started. I never do the Thursday games. If you guys go back to whenever we started the podcast, the reason why I don't do the Thursday games is there's not a lot of time to get those fantasy rankings in before a Sunday. So just in case you missed the Thursday games, I'm giving you the rundown. 1-10 to on quarterbacks, 15-1 to on running back and wide receivers, and a shorter list on the tight ends, kickers, and defenses. No Bengals. No Ravens in my rankings because they played Thursday along with the bye weeks, the Falcons, the Colts, the Saints, and the Patriots all on the bye this week. Starting it off with the quarterbacks. So a couple guys just outside the list that I wanted to talk about that I still feel like are pretty good plays, pretty good options, but not top 10 this week. First, Trevor Lawrence missing the rankings. I know that was a really tough week going against the 49ers. But Trevor Lawrence is always going to be a solid, consistent fantasy option. I just think that this week they might have a little bit of a, of a tougher time doing that. It's a division game versus Tennessee where everyone is expecting them to really get right. I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. Tennessee might give them a loss this week. We'll talk about that a little bit more as the episode goes on. Justin Fields. If Justin Fields plays this week, I feel like this is a good opportunity for them to sneak a game from the Lions. Not saying that's going to happen, but Justin Fields definitely adds a dynamic to that offense. And then... Joshua Dobbs has played pretty well, and so has Brock Purdy. So all those guys just outside the top 10. At 10, big name, was at the top of the rankings earlier in the season, but has really fallen off the past couple weeks. This is where we have Justin Herbert. At Green Bay, I don't feel so confident about this matchup, but I do think Justin Herbert's always a consistent fantasy play. Have him here at 10. At 9, right above him, this is where I have Jared Goff going against Chicago. There's nothing on that Chicago Bears defense that's really made me believe that they're going to give Jared Goff some issues in this game. This is supposed to be an easy win for the Lions to just continue their dominance in the NFC, but if Justin Fields is back, we'll see what's going to happen with the Bears that week. At 8, hate to put any Washington commander in the rankings of Washington football team, whatever Washington's called nowadays, especially going against the Giants, but the Giants are most likely the the worst team in football right now, and I think Sam Howell has been slinging no matter who the opponent is. Only two games this year with single-point fantasy performances, and other than that, he's been booming. So, got to ride Howell here at 8 against the Giants. At 7, Kyla Murray looked really good in his debut 
Traveling to Houston, I feel like, is going to be a tough game to play, especially where the Texans are coming off a really big win. But I think I think Kyler is going to be able to put up some points for the Cardinals going against Houston. At 6, this is where I have Dak against Carolina. Guys, the Cowboys beat up on the really bad football teams. We know how this goes. I think that there's going to be a lot of the top teams, your Miamis, that, that are going to get big wins. Your Dallas's are going to get big wins, especially for a team like Miami coming off of a bye. So Dak here at 6 at Carolina, I think they end up 20-piece in them. At 5, this is where I have Patrick Mahomes going against the Philly Eagles. If Tuan was here right now, he would really like the Patrick Mahomes positioning going against Philly. Not the top quarterback this week. I think that Philly team is going to give them a tough game for sure. I'm really interested to see how that one works out. I think it's a good primetime game, especially for what we've been seeing the past couple weeks. At four, this is where I have Jalen Hurts going against Kansas City in that same game. I think Hurts is just a tier above Mahomes because has a little bit of a better rushing ability, a higher likelihood to score a touchdown, and I would say Hurts and Mahomes have the same chances on passing touchdowns. So Hurts just above him. I know he's a little bit banged up. At three... Stand up for C.J. Stroud, man. I think Stroud had a really big game this week. There's nothing on the Cardinals' defense that's making me feel otherwise that C.J. Stroud's positioning should be lower than where it is. I know that everyone might be thinking that, oh my God, this is recency bias. C.J. Stroud wasn't top five in the fantasy rankings prior to this week. But C.J. Stroud has been putting up a crazy amount of points. And if you're someone that has Stroud on your team, you know, you're going back and forth every single week. Do I start this guy? Do I not start this guy? Especially depending on the bigger name that you might have in your roster. But C.J. Stroud is a set-it-and-forget-it fantasy quarterback. Every single week, he should be your guy. At two, really, really, really bad game this past week versus the Denver Broncos. And I don't want to say that it was just a mishap because the Bills have been slipping games all year. But I think Josh Allen is going to get right this game going against the Jets. And regardless if the team has been great or if they've been horrendous, Josh Allen has continued to be a really good fantasy option. So have him here versus the Jets. And at one, Tua, Miami back off of a bye going against the Raiders. The Raiders won the past two games with an interim head coach. And I think that lo- that winning streak comes to an end. Traveling to Miami is going to be an extremely tough place to play, and Miami beats up on the bad football teams, and I know the Raiders' record might have them feeling otherwise, but the Raiders are a bad football team. So, Tua's going to have a great week. This was the rundown on the quarterbacks. Now we're going to jump over to the running backs. Running backs, we go 15-1. to Two guys just outside of my running back rankings this week. I know a lot of people would really debate these positions because... These guys are uh, some of the top names at at the respective position, but I have Isaiah Pacheco and Saquon Bakwe just outside the fantasy rankings. I think that Saquon's in a tough scenario because the Giants offense doesn't have another weapon besides him. And Pacheco, I just feel like the Eagles have a really good ground game, so I think it's going to be hard for him to scamper on the ground. 15, I'm going to put Kareem Hunt here. I had the Browns backfield, but we always want to make a decision and be very precise when it comes to making these selections. And I think Kareem Hunt has the the higher touchdown ability out of the two Browns running backs, which is why I give him the nod here. But I think Ford's a really solid option too with just less touchdown ability. At 14, 
I have Swift going against Kansas City. I think Kansas City's defense has been pretty solid and much better than what the public would expect them to be on the defensive side of the ball. But DeAndre Swift behind that offensive line, I feel like, is a consistent threat as long as he's healthy. But I do think that the air yards are are what's going to be the difference in this game, which is why I didn't show that much love for the ground game in this one. At 13, this is where I have Brian Robinson versus the Giants. And this might be a little bit low after going through the rankings. This was a position that if I was likely to change, this might be the position that I would change the most. The last time the Washington and Giants played, the Giants were able to sneak one from them. I'm not sure that this is going to be the case on this one. Brian Robinson might run amok all, all over the field. At 12, this is where I have David Montgomery going against Chicago. This is a revenge game for him. I'm expecting him to get in the end zone. I know they're working in Gibbs, and, and he's somebody that's going to see the ball often. But if they're going to try and ground and pounds and really make sure that the Bears don't have the ball often on the offensive side of the ball, then Montgomery is going to be a big factor in this one. At 11, Josh Jacobs going against Miami. I think traveling there is going to be a a tough game. That Miami Heat is no joke. I know playing in Las Vegas, the Heat is very similar. But uh, Josh Jacobs the past couple of weeks has really been a a lot better of a fantasy performer from the running back position than the way things were with McDaniel there. So I think Josh Jacobs has a solid game just outside of the top 10. At 10, this is where I have Tony Pollard going against Carolina. I think everybody expected Tony Pollard to have an extremely big week last week versus the Giants, and that wasn't the case. I I know Matt needed Tony Pollard to have a rushing touchdown to hit a big parlay, and that just fell short, but that's usually the way it goes. I think Tony Pollard finds a way to get in the end zone this week on the road, but shout out to C.D. Lamb because he's been carrying the load. He's been balling. Top three fantasy receiver right now. Wait till you hear where we have him in the rankings. At 9, James Conner going against the Houston Texans. Thinks James Conner is going to be a really solid option. I think he has a, a good chance to really get into the end zone, but they're going to need to get a lot of yards to get up and down that field going against the Houston Texans. I like James Conner's ability to catch the ball, to run the ball, and get in the end zone versus that defense. At 8, Raheem Mostert. And now I know there's a lot of questions on Raheem Mostert because A-Chan's going to be coming off of the IR. What do we do with Mostert? I feel like Mostert is somebody that is still going to get a consistent role inside that offense. Raheem Mostert here at eight going against Vegas. I think Miami blows them out and Raheem Mostert is able to get in the end zone and continue running amok all across that field. At seven right above him, talked about a Lions running back already. Going to mention another one here, Jameer Gibbs. Now this is the only running back tandem that I have, the running back pair that I have inside the rankings here. I think Gibbs is going to be a really solid option. We see that he's getting a lot of the yards to get up and down the fields and David Montgomery might get put in in that goal line role and really punch it in a couple of times. So Gibbs gets majority of the yards. I think he can catch the ball out of the backfield often. At six, Austin Eckler. This could be high. This could be low, depending on how you really value Eckler and the rest of the running back list. Think he's going to catch the ball a lot versus Green Bay. I think he is going to struggle to rush the ball because I feel like Green Bay has a pretty solid running defense. But Austin Eckler and the the Chargers team as a whole, they need a bounce back. I know they got a, a big win versus the Jets. That, that was a huge game for them. But what Chargers team is this really going to be? Are we going to see you know the the Chargers fall short of their expectations and their goal again? Or are they really going to pound through the second half of the season and find a way to make a playoff push and make everything kind of stay really sound for the rest of the season? 
At five, though, getting into the top five of the running back rankings, this is where we have Kenneth Walker. This dude's been a bull. Kenneth Walker has been running. He's been catching. He's been scoring big play touchdowns, and that's what we like to see out of that Seattle offense. Hasn't happened so much for the wide receiver position. I know we've been expecting some big games out of DK Metcalf and some of the other playmakers that they have there, but you just haven't seen it. Kenneth Walker has been the guy in that offense going against the Rams in a division game, they're really going to need him. I feel like the Rams are going to play them really well, so he should be the difference along with the Seahawks' defense. At four, this is where we have Derrick Henry going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Titans are going to give them a game here. I know that sounds a little bit crazy. I'm not saying that the Jags are a bad team by any means because I don't think that's the case. But even great teams in the NFL drop some. And I think that this is a good week for Derrick Henry to get in the end zone, to carry the load for his offense, and to pull an upset versus Jacksonville while everyone's counting you out. At four, Dehen at three. Brees Hall going against Buffalo, guys. Brees Hall, he catches the ball. He rushes the ball. He's the entire offense for the New York Jets. And going against Buffalo... In a a game that the Jets are playing for a higher position on the Bills in the AFC East, I think that this is extremely crucial that Brees Hall has a really good game. And, you know, he's one big play away from actually making a huge difference, not only in your fantasy roster, but for the Jets in in the win column. At two in the fantasy rankings and one, these are set it and forget it guys, some of the biggest names in fantasy football at the running back position. This is where we have Travis Etienne going against Tennessee. He's been out of the end zone the past couple of weeks. He's going to get back in the end zone, back on that touchdown streak. And Christian McCaffrey's going to start it off again right here at one versus Tampa Bay. I think that ETN's a lock for a touchdown. CMC, after not getting in the back end of, of the game last week, he might rush for two touchdowns. Who knows what's going to happen with that 49ers offense, but always love CMC's positioning in the fantasy rankings. Before we run to the wide receivers... Going to give one final reminder about our canned goods. Our can drive ends this weekend. All the proceeds benefit the East Boston Community Soup Kitchen and the Crossroad Shelter. Everybody can help make a difference. These cans are not that expensive. Whether you donate one can, a box of stuffing, you donate 25 of them. It really does help make a difference. And if you guys are looking for some plans on Saturday night, the Orient Heights Yacht Club in East Boston is hosting an event where you can pay $5 at the door, where you could show up with a can donation, come ha- come hang out with us, have a great time, and let's make a difference in Eastie. That's going on Saturday. Now we're going to bring you the wide receivers. Have a bunch of wide receivers, big name guys that missed the rankings this week. Cortland Sutton just had a big game this past week. I have him just outside of the fantasy rankings. Romeo Dobbs, I feel like he has a big game this week at home. Noah Brown's been balling for the Texans. Like I said, these are all guys just outside of the fantasy rankings. George Pickens always plays well versus division opponents. DJ Moore, I gave him a little bit of love here because if DJ Moore is able to have Justin Fields be his quarterback, his fantasy impact skyrockets a little bit there. And then Jalen Waddle, we don't really know what his health is going to be for this week. He has the questionable tag right now, hoping to log a couple extra days of practice, but Jalen Waddle, I feel like, is going to be a solid fantasy option versus the Raiders if he's able to suit up. At 15 in the rankings, this guy has 
fallen off a little bit this fantasy season. He hasn't been performing the way that everybody would have liked him to. This is where I have Calvin Ridley. I think that there's another Jacksonville Jaguars receiver that gets a, a little bit better love on the fantasy rankings this week. But Calvin Ridley just hasn't been getting the volume. I feel like that's the difference. We've seen him make tough catches. We've seen him get in the end zone. But Evan Ingram's catching the ball close to eight times a game. Christian Kirk catching about six. So after those 14 receptions, there's not a lot to go around to to a guy like Calvin Ridley or Travis Etienne who they get the ball out of the backfield often. At 14, Mike Evans right above him. The big playability on Mike Evans is huge and if Tampa Bay is going to be trailing, they're going to be trying to get a couple deep routes from Mike Evans. 13, Amari Cooper. I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game, but we saw what the what the Browns were able to do in that offense. I like Amari Cooper as a consistent option and honestly think that we haven't seen the best of Amari Cooper this season. If the Browns do start to heat up, he's a guy whose fantasy value absolutely skyrockets. At 12, this guy has missed the fantasy rankings quite a bit this year. Their offense spreads the ball out. We talked about a running back from his team. This is where I'm just going to show love to Terry McLaurin. I feel like he's kind of separating himself at this point in the season a little bit more. I do think that there were a lot of weapons, and early in the season, you were seeing a guy like Curtis Samuel get a lot, get the ball a lot. You were seeing Jahan Dotson have a couple of games. Didn't happen this past week. Curtis Samuel isn't healthy. Jahan Dotson had a slow week versus the Seahawks last week. I think Terry McLaurin has a good one versus the Giants. At 11, I have Debo Samuel coming off injury last week. We saw how valuable his all-purpose yards really are, and I feel like that's the difference in that offense. If if he lines up in the backfields, you have to respect his game. If he spreads out out wide next to Kittle and Ayuk, you have to respect all three of their games. Really tough offense to stop, especially when you add Christian McCaffrey into all of that. Debo back healthy adds a different factor to the 49ers offense. At 10, this is where the list starts to get exciting. This isn't a big team. He hasn't been a, a great fantasy performer this year, but Hollywood Brown with Kyla Murray back in that offense definitely has a different role and I feel like is a much more respected fantasy option. Going to the Texans, I feel like they're going to be points scored in this one. So I think that Hollywood Brown is going to have some yards, likely to score a touchdown. At 9, I have Devonta Smith. I think Devonta Smith is a solid option going against the Chiefs. You guys heard me talk about the passing game and how I feel like that's going to be the difference in Kansas City. I know the Chiefs will be focusing on A.J. Brown, so I think Devonta Smith can catch close to 80, can give you six receptions, and a touchdown would be the difference in a good week to a great week. Eight, this is where I have Stephon Diggs, and I really questioned having him still within the top 10 because of the way the Bills' offense is. But I know how good of a playmaker or a route runner that Stefan Diggs is. And we cannot forget that. Stefan Diggs is a dog. And if you're just talking about the position, regardless of the fantasy points through the year, Stefan Diggs is mentioned in that top conversation. But if things don't change in Buffalo, Stefan Diggs might be playing for a new team next year. No doubt. Seven, though, this is where I have the second Jacksonville Jaguar receiver, Christian Kirk. Feel like he's been the most consistent option. It's been a little bit less on the big playability, but he gets so much yards after catch. The yak yards, I feel like a, a big separation in fantasy. and The volume is so consistent. So Christian Kirk is going to be right around that top 10 in the fantasy rankings week in, week out. Six, this is where I have Brandon Ayuk. I just honestly feel like if you're talking about a pure receiver standpoint, 
He's been the best receiver on the 49ers. And I don't want to say by far, but kind of giving that vibe a little bit. Brandon Ayuk has been a consistent pass catcher who is supposed to be the third or fourth option in that offense. And maybe that's the reason why he's getting open. Or maybe Brandon Ayuk has just been slept on because of all the names that are surrounding that offense. At five, this is where I have Keenan Allen looking for him to still have a big week. Jair Alexander has been hurt the past couple, but maybe he comes back for a big matchup like this. We'll see what happens. Any positioning in the top five is a respectable spot. At four, this is where I have Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross has been a, a great fantasy option, consistent, close to 100 yards every single game. I like the touchdown ability in a high-scoring offense, St. Brown at four. At three, this is where I have C.D. Lamb. I know C.D. was high on my rankings to start the year. He dropped off a little bit on the rankings, but we've been seeing the past couple weeks that C.D. Lamb is a legit threat and one of the best receivers in this league. When he gets the ball in that volume, he shows it. When he gets the opportunity to make crazy plays, one-hand catches, jumping catches in the end zone, whatever it is, he makes all those plays. C.D. Lamb is a dog. Have him here at three. At two... Arguably the best receiver in the NFL this year. This is where we have A.J. Brown and another guy that you can toss in that conversation, Tyreek Hill. I think A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, I think all these guys get in the end zone this week. Big week for the top playmakers in fantasy football. We're almost through the fantasy rankings. Going to run through the tight ends, kickers, and defenses. And going to get you guys back to your afternoon. Right outside the tight end rankings, we have Ferguson and Musgrave, who I feel like are good options if you're looking for a streaming guy to really plug and play there. But if these are your starting tight ends as well, I feel like these are solid options that just are a tier under these big name guys. At six, on the tight end rankings, this is where I have Dalton Schultz. If Nico Collins continues to miss some time in that offense, Dalton Schultz has been the main beneficiary along with Noah Brown to really have those big games. I know Tank Dell missed the fantasy wide receiver rankings, but they spread the ball out often. That That's a really good young team that I feel like is scoring points. So really exciting to see Dalton Schultz still have a valued role in Houston. At five, I have Dalton Kincaid, who just had a big game for the Bills last week. Dalton Kincaid just had a big week. For the Bills, I think that continues going against a Jets team. I know their defense is pretty well. They have lockdown corners and a great run defense, which is why I feel like Kincaid can really be the difference. At four, this is where we had George Kittle. Big touchdown, 60-plus yards this past week. Going against Tampa Bay, I don't think that they can really stop the tight end position that well, and I think Kittle has a likely opportunity to make those splash plays again. Might be the biggest big playability out of the tight end position with the exception of Travis Kelsey. At three, though, above Kittle, this is where I have Laporta. Didn't get in the end zone this past week. I think versus Chicago, this is a defense that's susceptible to open up tight ends and, you know, really allow touchdowns. I think Laporta has been a really great option for the tight end position the past couple of weeks. At two, this is where I have TJ Hawkinson at Denver. I think TJ Hawkinson's role was expected to be a little bit diminished with the Kirk Cousins injury, but... Josh Dobbs puts himself in that offense, is absolutely making the playmakers around him play great. Joku has been a solid option, just missed the fantasy rankings. The Browns, if they're going to continue to put up points, he's going to have a huge role there. TJ Hawkinson, though, going against Denver, I think he's going to continue to be the best receiver until JJ gets back on the field, which could be this week. 
At one on the tight end rankings, we got Travis Kelsey going against Philadelphia. I think it's only right that we have Kelsey back on top of the fantasy rankings. And we're not going to sit here and talk too much about it. Everyone respects Travis Kelsey's game. And Taylor Swift is going to be in attendance. So that means Travis Kelsey's over all day for all you betters out there. Running through the defense and the kickers really quickly to give you guys the fantasy rankings and wrap that up. In case you guys missed any of this, this will be posted live on our podcast tomorrow. Make sure you go, follow, subscribe, leave a review because we deserve five stars and nothing less. But the defenses for the week, I got San Francisco at five, Jacksonville at four, Miami at three, Dallas at two, and Washington at one going against the Giants. They're going to beat up on us. Really hard to say that as a Giants fan, but it is what it is. We give you guys authentic, real predictions. We don't bias this by any means. Running through the kickers. Amendola, new kicker for the Houston Texans. I think they're going to score points. I think that this game versus Arizona is going to be a very close game, and I feel like field goals could be the difference. They have Matt Prater for the Cardinals, who's a great kicker, but Amendola was solid last week going against the Bengals. I think he has another big week. Four, I have McManus. Three, I have Lutz. Two, I have Jake Elliott. I feel like there's going to be a lot of field goals in that game. And one, I have Cameron Dicker. I feel like Cameron Dicker has been a really good fantasy option. Is giving me 10 to 13 every week because the Chargers can't finish drives, fall short. I'll take those points from the fantasy kickers all day. If you guys have any fantasy questions, please feel free to reach out. You guys know the deal. Peace, love, five stars, nothing less.